So I was listening to this lithium count. Oh, fuck. It wasn't lithium. It was no classic vinyl on Sirius XM classic mm-hmm. vinyl, I believe, which is, okay. uh, which is classic rock, but the first generation of classic rock. So it cuts off somewhere. I don't know. I see. I see. And they were doing a top 400 countdown. And I heard some of it. July 4th weekend. What numbers did you hear? I heard like number 400. Mm -hmm. And then maybe to like, I don't know. I had it on for like an hour or so. Okay. Okay. So not a ton. I didn't hear very much of it. But I also heard numbers one and two. Oh, I see. So I know what numbers one and two are, but I think I what, do, what is the traditional feeling about classic rock? Like, what decades are we looking at? Um, I think now classic rock encapsulates everything through the 90s. Yeah. But I think when we were kids, it was certainly everything pre- before that. Yeah. I would say it's like the heyday of the 60s, the 60s, 60s. and 70s. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, that's my classic rock. Mm-hmm. What number was Hotel California? Number one. Mm, that makes sense. I hate that song. <laughs> I do. I think most people do. Evidently not. It was the number one best, greatest classic rock song in the history of time, according mm-hmm. to. The, I mean, it probably is the best classic rock song. Doesn't mean you need to like. No, it's not. It's not even. It's what does that mean? What is the best classic rock song then, in your opinion? Um, probably something by, I don't know, the Beatles. Don't you love the Beatles more than life itself? <laughs> I don't consider the Beatles classic rock. But they definitely are. I mean, they definitely are considered classic rock. Well, this station considered well, them. what do you such. consider them? Um, the Beatles. They're in their own channel. I'm serious. They cannot be contained by any of your labels. But they are certainly a part of the first wave of rock music they're the first wave of brit pop it's but it's not that's not (laughs) that wasn't even a thing they're the they're the negative one wave of brit pop i don't know how you could not consider the beatles classic rock that's crazy to me the beatles were all over this list Mm. in fact rachel Mm mm-hmm First number of all, f- to answer your question, to answer your question, to answer your question, a Beatles song, number one, mm-hmm. a Led Zeppelin song could be number one. A, uh, well, Stairway to Heaven is traditionally number one on those countdowns, mm-hmm. which isn't even like top 10 best Led Zeppelin songs, but it was number two. Mm. Crowded House probably could show up in that countdown. Somewhere, at somewhere. I'd put him at number one. Where did I write this down? Uh, I can't believe you don't consider the Beatles classic rock. That's crazy. The Rolling Stones. Do you consider the Rolling Stones classic rock? Not I'm really either. So then I'm, I'm so baffled. So if they're from England, they can't be classic rock. So but Led then Zeppelin. I feel like the Who is like can fall into that. But they're, I, I don't I, know. I don't understand how the Who are the most classic rock classic rock band of all time so like you're gonna say really see not. i feel like the eagles are like the most classic rock classic but the rock eagles band of all is time. not rock music the eagles is like fucking but that's why it's music. classic rock <laughs> but the eagles is like country music it's the classic that uh changes how the rock is do you I know think... what the rock is cooking it's eagles do you smell what the rock is cooking mm-hmm. do you smell do you smell do you if you smell it what smell... the rock is cooking <laughs> 
smells like rotting eagles. <laughs> you just uh, you just have a prejudice where if it comes from England, you won't put the stink of classic on it because mm. you don't want it to appear because uh, that makes it like old. Well, I or mean, like in- not as good. I, like you, you just told me that the Eagles were like Hotel California was number one. And that song to me doesn't like that is the epitome. And like Stairway to Heaven is like the epitome of classic rock to me. But I don't really see the Beatles in that vein. S- Stairway to Heaven. I totally agree. I think yeah. that's a total classic rock song. But the Eagles is like adult contemporary music. The Beatles. OK. In, in 1970s. <laughs> but like. Do you not think that there was adult contemporary music in the 70s? Oh, yeah. I mean, I do. But I think that I wasn't alive during that time period. So it was always classic rock to me. I have such a hard time having conversations with you about this because you always say I wasn't alive. <laughs> and I can't. I can't deal. I, that, I, I'm shut down. It shuts down all of my avenues to discuss anything. Because then yeah. I go, all right, I guess. I guess we can't talk yeah. about that. If you weren't alive... It just doesn't exist. <laughs> well, no, the Eagles did exist, but by the time right. I was aware, like they were not adult that? contemporary, so right. they were just classic rock. Okay. Anyway, I don't remember what I was going to ask. You. It's like it's like kids today when they listen to their mix one hundred six point five. It's the music of the OOS, the tens, and the next generation instead of the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Is that what they say? Is that what they say on the? OOs in the tens. <laughs> in the tens in the next generation. <laughs> They're big Star Trek fans, I hear. Who? <laughs> the people at Mix 106.5. <laughs> That's good. Whatever it takes, Pat Richard. <laughs> but wait, but what's number 400? That's what I need to know before we go. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down, but I can't. Why can't I find I've it? I've had like two sips of this beer so far, and I'm finding this very funny. Anyway, I know what number 400 is, but I had a great question. I was going to ask you what the lowest ranking Beatles song was, like the oh. worst in the 300s. And okay. I know, I believe I know what the song is. No, mm-hmm. I don't. But that was a great question. It was a great question. And you told me about it the other day. Yeah, and you kept guessing it. Yeah. Was it back in the USSR? No. That song fucking sucks, though. Mm-hmm. It was not. It was like a good song. Okay. I remember being like, oh, this is crazy that this is so low. All right. The number 400 song. Go ahead. Was Can you guess not, what, what number It wasn't a Beatles was? song. No, it was not. Okay. It was a well-known band. Okay. Do you want it's an impossible thing to guess? No, I mean, I, I have no idea how I'm going to get number 400 of the classic rock top 100 you, of all time. What you can get is I got the, the lowest ranking Beatles song, which is in like the 370s or 380s somewhere. Um, okay. So we can do that, too, if you'd like. But yeah, I want to do both of these. You can't cut all that stuff from earlier when I got mad at you. Oh, for no. Saying. You got to no. leave all of that. That is gold. Oh, no. That's, That's staying. You know what that is? You know what, <laughs> what that is? That's good radio right there. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff that the dreams are built on. Um, the f- okay. It is a... Here's what I'll tell you. There's no way you would not call this band classic rock. I can't wait for you to be like, well, actually. <laughs> um, they are as classic rock as it gets. They suck. Okay. 
I is think, it Boston? No, 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 no. It's way more. They're a band that is very popular. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of people think they suck, but a lot of people think they're great. Oh, do you want to just guess the band? I feel like that's easier to do. Oh, I'm not. Oh, let's do band first. And then okay. I bet you, you don't even fucking know. I bet you, you know, this song, but you would be like, you would never guess it. Yeah. Can you give me a hint? I just did, but you weren't listening. <laughs> um, yes, I can give you a hint. Dynamic frontman. It's a good hint. Yeah. This is like a, a real black hole in my musical knowledge. So I'm like racking my right, brain. You were not because like, certainly, certainly because I you, wasn't alive. You alive. I wasn't alive. Yeah. I was though. I guess I was alive in 1967. Yeah, you were. You were yeah, you, you were alive in 1967. Yep. Um, uh, are they American? Yes. Okay. 67. I don't know if that's the year. I just made it. Okay. Okay. It Six. probably is pretty damn close, though. It's okay. I'm doing a song of theirs, but it's not the song. Okay. They have a very dynamic front man. Oh, the doors. The doors. Do you think the doors suck or do you think they're good? Um, I don't like them. Yeah, they stink. I yeah. think they stink pretty hard, but I also like, I kind of like some, I like them a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's like, I I'm embarrassed. Really, yeah. Like I, I have never gone out of my way to listen to them. Squat them. My, my parents didn't like them. So I didn't hear them in the car growing up. Like I heard all those Beatles songs. That divides the day. It's not break on through to the other side. 400. <laughs> Do you know? Could you have a guess? At what to, it's a single, I guess. It's a, uh-huh. it's, a it's not a deep cut. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it would be it's on the greatest hits album, I imagine. Ooh. And it's like when it was number four hundred, I was like, I mean, this, and I don't even like the Doors, but I was like, this song is probably should be higher certainly than four the number 400 they thought that 399 songs were better than that <laughs> and then like a couple of a- songs after it was eric clapton's fucking awful version of i shot the fucking sheriff which is oh, like the Jesus. worst song ever <laughs> and that was i was like this door song is way better than but i did not shoot the deputy fucking bullshit i love that oh, song okay. no disrespect to i shot the sheriff bob marley mwah, pizza man eric clapton can get fucked mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know door songs. Name a door song, and then I'll just say no, and then I'll tell you what it is. Um, the only one I know is the one you just said that I just named. I already forgotten. <laughs> what about this one? Do. It just goes right over my head. I'll tell you it would be untrue. I know that I would be a liar. That's probably the most famous one. If I was to say to you. Come You're very on, good at this, Jim Morrison. When I was a young person, I thought the doors were very cool because that's when you're supposed to think they're cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you're young, I used to get Jim Morrison mixed up with Van, Van Morrison. Morrison. Mm-hmm. They're very different. Very different. Jim Morrison is like the hottest person who ever lived, and Van Morrison looks like a fucking under the bridge troll. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't have a That was the song is "Love Her Madly." You gotta love her madly as she's walking down the door, something like that. 
I'm very good at this. <laughs> you, you should be in a Doors cover band. The Doors is fucking... You want to know, like, yeah. they are as classic rock as classic rock gets, and I would argue that they are not a rock band also, because they're like yeah. a fucking lounge, lounge lizards. Yeah, yeah. All that. Okay, fun. so this Beatles song, I have to guess what was the lowest ranking Beatles song. I don't know how on earth. I, I wonder know. how many Beatles songs there were on I this list. I looked at this today to see it, mm-hmm. like, to see mm-hmm. what it had. And, oh, I have it. Duh. I'm a schmuck. Okay, so Eric Clapton's I Shot the Sheriff was 395, <laughs> which is four, five places better than The Doors Love Her Madly, and one place better than the lowest ranking Beatles song, which is 396. And oh. you know, I joke about the, I think people think I don't like the Beatles. I fucking, I genuinely love the Beatles. So mm-hmm. it's a bit. The, the Pat character does a bit where he does it. I think they're great. Yeah. The Pat character that is you. The Pat character on the show does <laughs> thinks that's credit. I can't tell well, the difference. It's, you know, and sometimes I struggle when we have special guests who come in because they also look like you. Well, I will say this. The one thing that the Pat character on the show shares with the real Pat is confidence. Mm-hmm. Utter confidence in the fact that Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House is better than Every single Beatles song, but he, I still so, like it. So I Shot the Sheriff is one song better but than this I song. I swear it wasn't self-defense. Um, my guess was going to be Helter Skelter. No, that's a good song, though. I would hope that was up that higher. Was, like, that was up higher, but I, I think I put the countdown on when I was at my mom's, mm-hmm. which would be still probably in the 300s, and that song, that played Helter Skelter. Okay. I like um, I don't know how you'd get it. I don't know how you'd guess this. I'm trying to think of like what they think is like l- worse than that horrible Eric Clapton cover. But they might think that's. Oh, it's also should be noted this is voted on by Rubes who subscribe to Sirius <laughs> It's not by who who hosted the Lithium one. It's David Cross, but that was also David voted Cross, on yeah. by Rubes who Rubes. listened to Sirius XM, like myself. I didn't vote, but. Okay, I am I'm not going to I'm not going to get it. One way ticket, yeah. Wow. So, la, la, to try it out. Is that the same song? To find yeah. out, right? That's so poppy though, like some of that early Beatles stuff. See, if you would have said if you would have yeah, that is an argument against them being classic rock. You could call them classic pop. Mm-hmm. But they're rock music, man. Helter Skelter is a rock song. It's psychedelic. Yeah, no, no, that's what I was like trying to pick up on those ones. Because I'm like, well, there's arguably some of those later Beatles things I would say would be albums. classic rock. Those are psychedelic um, rock albums. Yeah, yeah. But like the early stuff, hell no. That's probably why Day Tripper was up there so high. It doesn't Help! make any sense. <laughs> you know that one? I do. Yeah, I, do. One. I think on that note, we could. Uh... Have you ever heard. Um, I want to hold you in your that one. Yeah, I have. And I'm when with you touch you, I feel happy inside. <laughs> yes, I'm also familiar with that one. I can hide. I can Keep hide. My parents listen to the Beatles series channel all the time, which only plays the Beatles Bing or bongs. the Beatles solo stuff or sometimes John Lennon, uh, Sean Lennon. The old Bing Bongs. I love the Bing Bongs mm-hmm. from Liverpool, England. The Bing Bongs. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and... Jeff Ament from <laughs> the Bing Bongs. The Bing Bongs. You know what I like? What my favorite what? Beatles song is? We've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but do you know the answer to this question? 
Mm-mm. Yeah, you never will. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. I get this, this thump in my chest because I don't have a person and I am go right before as you're doing it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's coming and I don't have a person. But I'm Tim Robbins. You know me. Oh, Susan. Tim Robbins. That's a fun uh, one. Do you remember me? Tim Robbins, the star of yeah. The Player. You're alive, right? Totally alive. I yeah. was in High Fidelity. Very good friends with John Cusack. I'm in Bob mm-hmm. Roberts, the movie Bob Roberts. I'm in Mystery Alive. No, uh, fuck. What's the famous movie I'm in that I won an Oscar for? Uh, with Sean Penn, and I and he kills me at the end. Spoiler alert. But he thinks I killed his daughter, but I didn't. Uh, it turns out I didn't kill his daughter, but he thinks I did. And then he murders me. And then his wife, Laura Linney's like, we did good. We had to do it. Fucked up movie. What was the name of that movie? Mystery. Science Theater 3000. Oh, I keep calling it Mystery Alaska. Um, very famous That doesn't movie. sound No, it's not. That's a different movie altogether. Yeah. I'm not even in it. That's like with Dana Carvey. Hmm. Um. I don't think Dana Carvey's Mystic in Mystery River. Mystic River. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you got to see this. One. I guess you don't have to see it I was now. Like, how I've, long are you going to do this? <laughs> I guess you don't have to see it now. I've told you the end. This is what happens. I play Sean Penn's, I believe, cousin. Or maybe mm. it's Laura Linney's cousin. Very close. But I've had mm-hmm. some tragedy happen to me in my past. I have kids. He has kids. We've grown up together. And his daughter is murdered. And I am the prime suspect. They think I did it. And then he murders me. But I didn't even do it. Mm. Classic. Tim Robbins, I'm married or I am common law married. I don't know if we actually are married or not to the great Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. You know Susan. Sarandon. Very progressive, that Susan. Sarandon. Oh man, she was not. She wouldn't vote for Hillary. I had to talk to her about it every day. She was telling me about it, and I was like, Susan, listen, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. I know where you're coming from. We all want. We all want more out of the politicians that we mm-hmm. we, we give ourselves to. But sometimes there is a bigger evil that we have to fight. But I couldn't. I couldn't get through to her. So she voted mm-hmm. for Jill Stein. And what am I going to do about it? She's a woman of her own means. And <laughs> I forgot about Jill Stein already. And we talked about Jill Stein so much early in this series. I remember listening back to the podcast myself. Too. I love the show, by the way. Tim mm, thanks, Tim. And you would always talk about Jill Stein. And I'd say, this this lady, she, this gal? I, I don't say gal anymore because I realize now that it's a little bit like condescending. Gal's inappropriate. It's a right? condescending mm-hmm. way to speak to a woman. But in those days, I hadn't gotten there yet. So I was like, this gal's got her... Head on screwed tight. You know, head on screwed tight. Lots of times when I know this because he's a dear friend of mine, Pat, the co host mm-hmm. of the show, is a dear friend of mine. And he told me this because it's my wife, Susan Sarandon, or my mm-hmm. common law wife. I don't remember what it is we are. Uh, he told me this because he knows I'm very close with Su- Susan Sarandon. So I know this bit. Mm-hmm. Whenever his daughter is sleeping and won't wake up, you know what he calls her? What? Snoozing Sarandon. He says, wake up, say, come on, snoozing Sarandon. Or sometimes he even calls her snoozing Lucci. Snoozing Lucci. I call Daisy Snoozy Susie. I used to, I also was a big fan of Snoozy Kurtz. Remember Mm, the famous actress Snoozy mm -hmm. Kurtz? I forgot about her entirely. I shouldn't have brought her up because she would have been a fun person to come on the show. But now 
I mean, another time. I got someone might forget. Pat wants to do about it. But I'm mm-hmm. Tim Robbins. AMA. Nice. AMA. Nice. AMA. Nice to meet you, Tim. Ask me um, anything. Do you like basketball? Love it. Great sport. Um, what's your favorite color? Mm, purple. How do you feel about the state of minimum wage in this country? I've got a lot to say about it. You would be here all day. I would be here all the live long day. And I know mm-hmm. you got a yearbook to do. I know the broomheads wait patiently for this. You had it behind mm-hmm. a paywall last time, and then you thought better about it. You said, you know what? Maybe let's give this to the broomheads. They deserve it. They've had a rough year. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys have been doing season seven the whole pandemic. Oh, it feels like it, doesn't it? It feels as though that is what you did. That's as you as a listener should know, it does feel like that, right? One of the biggest listeners you got. And that means, and that's a literal thing because I'm very tall. <laughs> One of the tallest listeners yeah, we've tall, ever had. I'm a tall gentleman. Tim Robbins, the player. Oh my gosh. So the Hudsucker Proxy, directed by the Coen brothers. I was in that movie. Uh, I was in, um, you name it. I was in a, a Martin Lawrence movie. I can't remember the name of where it was like a buddy mm-hmm. thing. And I was like a, uh, uh, like an embezzler or something. Yeah. I, I know you've been around. You were in a lot of things. I just can't think of all those movies. I, I don't have your IMDb open in front of me. I'm in high fidelity. You know, the John Cusack, mm-hmm. cause he's a dear friend of mine. We were also in tape heads. Together. Yeah. The one that I thought was a Kevin Spacey movie, right? Yeah. You or thought it was Kevin Spacey you, because I think John Cusack and Kevin Spacey are very similar and they're not. The interesting thing is it would be it would be strange to think that Kevin Spacey played the Rob character in High Fidelity. That would be strange. However, mm-hmm. that's not I'm an avid listener of the show. And the movie you thought Kevin Spacey was in was um Say Anything, wherein, oh, that's wherein right. John Cusack a different is a John teenager. Cusack movie. So you thought Kevin Kevin Spacey's never been a teenager, but you thought he was just like <laughs> born the way he is. You know? Mm-hmm. You thought he was courting Ioni Sky in their early, their late oh, teens. Oh, I forgot about Ioni Sky. And rocks down with the Ioni. Listen to the shit because both mm-hmm. of them is that's what I always. That's what I always think of. Uh, famous couple. Ad Rock's girlfriend. Well, they were married. They were a married couple. Mm-hmm. Not together mm-hmm. anymore. But I'm going to get out of here. What a fun time. I've, you know, I've been telling Pat, you got to get me on the show. I love the show. Oscar. He really took his time. You know, he was. Throwing out weird members of the Eagles. <laughs> Joe Walsh was here a minute ago. Life's been good. Some kind of thing like with Joe Walsh. But I got to get yeah. out of here. I'm such a fan. I'm so happy to be here. Mm-hmm. That's for you guys. I know you guys like to oh, open thanks, the cans when you're, when you're listening to the show. So, or recording the show. I'm so mm-hmm. excited to hear who you think the saddest character was of the season. Is that your favorite? Oh, the saddest? What a great category. Tim. Out of the show up to this point, seven seasons of the show, do you have a, a saddest character that you really like from Degrassi? That I like? Well, that you, I mean, Who you do know, I that think... you enjoy for the, saddy, the sad storyline. So the question you're asking me is out of seven seasons of Degrassi The Next Generation, who do mm-hmm. I think overall, not just for mm-hmm. the seventh season, because Pat will answer that later. Yeah, but for as, up to now. As Tim, this is going to get a scoop, you know, this is going to get in like mm-hmm. Entertainment Weekly or something because <laughs> I don't. Tim Robbins has thoughts on Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to make it into EW or like People Magazine. It's got to be Sean Cameron, <laughs> right? <laughs> what an arc. What an arc, that what guy. What an arc. That mm-hmm. guy's just been pretty sick. I feel like you feel like you can relate to him somehow. Like, you know, you ever play a working class character who uh, 
who left his parents and is much like a warm glass of milk. Eh, I feel I'm a, like a warm glass of milk. So I'm very tall. I'm a very tall, white, yeah. doughy kind of a guy. So mm-hmm. they think of they think of me as that. So yeah, yeah I can relate. You know, actors. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a deep process. You know, you mm-hmm. really you leave a movie and you're changed every time. How big or little the part mm-hmm. is, you walk mm-hmm. away changed. And I'm sure Daniel Clark, when he was mm-hmm. forced DC. when he was forced to leave Degrassi for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I'm sure he left a changed man. And I get it. Because when I left the set, when he went back to Wasega Beach, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, when I left the set of Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that is the worst movie of all time. Oh, what? Are you kidding me? I was. I beg to differ. I was f- fabulous in that film. I mean, you might have done a fine job, but that's a terrible. You movie. know, it was an interesting thing for me was I was in Howard the Duck with a great movie with Leah Thompson, mm-hmm. and of course the great, uh, famous child pornographer Jeffrey Jones. At the time, we didn't know Jeffrey Jones was dealing in child <laughs> pornography. And mm-hmm. I thought he was a blast. And I was like, oh, I love Jeffrey Jones. I'll do something with this guy mm-hmm. any day of the week. And then turns out he's a depraved child pornographer. So what are you going to do? You can't, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But when I left the set mm-hmm. of Howard the Duck, I was a different, I, I was changed as a human. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I got to get out of here. All right, Tim. Hey, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me in a jingle jangle morning. I'll come following you. Is that Tim Robbins or Pat? Tim Robbins. It's me, Tim Robbins. I love the folk. Bob Roberts. I love the folk music. I love Mm -hmm. singing. You know me. I got to get out of here. I'm going to get this little shit up in here for you. I can say that because I'm so tall. He's very small compared Mm -hmm. to me. So, Well, thanks, Uh, Tim. We'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers. Congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks. A while back, but you know, all Whoa, the same. Oh, <laughs> my goodness gracious. Did Tim Robbins just come in here and thank us for I know, a milestone right? we achieved? I know. Can you believe it? 40 episodes ago. 20-something episodes ago. Mm-hmm. How, many, how many fucking episodes of this goddamn show we've been doing? A lot. Hey, Miss Rachel, how are you doing? <laughs> Tell me how you do in rage. Oh, pretty good. To tune, it's to the tune of Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. We're in the, the height of summer. The uh, Mam's Out Summer 2021. Is that what we're calling yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that's the energy that we all have after the pandemic, uh, which is still going on. But, you know. So you're good? I'm good. I actually, um, I went to the mall on Sunday. Haven't been to a mall in a very long time, but I needed to get some new clothes because I haven't been out of my house um, and interacting with people that much until very recently. And I uh, don't have clothes for it. Is that hot tie-dyed sweatshirt you're wearing right now? One of the new No, new I bought this <laughs> last year. I bought this last year. Um, this was one of my pandemic finds of clothes. I love it. I clothes that, that I that a- let me ask you a question, yeah. uh, because I feel like I know the answer to this. Is that a two-piece? Uh, no, I wish it oh. was. I wish it was. Oh, So do I. I wish it was, too. Missing out. Hot, hot, hot in the city, <laughs> in the city tonight. Uh, Billy Idol. Um, it's been very hot. Every yeah. day is the same. It is uh, as fretfully, this is in New York City where I live, it's mm-hmm. as fretfully hot as you could imagine, and yeah. as 
thick with the uh with the with the stench of thickness it's a it's a pretty miserable summer (laughs) weather-wise and and we are not even dealing with hurricanes or wildfires or droughts like a lot of the rest of the country is no we just live with the hot thickness of humidity all Mm -hmm. day long and And, then for one hour at the end of the day it's all right it will rain yeah and then it's hot again yeah um i am the air conditioning isn't any cooler than it normally is but because i've been sitting quietly in it all day it feels so cold when i go outside i'm like oh my god i can't handle the heat it's just too much um and i had cicadas before that so i feel like it's been a real wash of a summer kind of going in the vein of the last year and a half i think we're just gonna keep going with it yeah maybe we'll have a nice i don't know like january i feel like the last few winters have been relatively mild yeah climate change i'm telling you yeah. The, the world is falling apart. apart, but you know what? The winters are okay. The world is falling apart. <laughs> doom, 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 yeah, so I, I take it it's also hot there. And your so mams hot. are in. It's terrible. It's mm-hmm. so hot. And I gotta go places all the time. Oh. I'm on I'm rushing out. I'm out, I'm only enjoying it because I've been in my parents' central air conditioning. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. If I had to go places this summer, it would be the worst summer of all time. Um and if I didn't have central air conditioning. Got central heating mm-hmm. and it's all right. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, that was partly like- why I was looking for clothes. Cause I was like, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how to go out in this heat <laughs> and look good, but you know how you look good wearing as little clothing as possible with your mams out. You put your titties out on display. <laughs> you big Dave Matthews uh, person. Big no, Dave I Matthews hate fan, right? Dave Matthews. I got central heat dying. Oh. It's all right. So I used to call him to the see. Antichrist. That's much, much how much see. I disliked him. Say so much to say. Adrian fucking hates him, and he they put. I know, and like the bingo card is paying for itself because I'm going right here again as uh. always. They play him on lithium, which is like a very interesting thing because mm-hmm. he's. I, yes, he's the '90s, but he doesn't fit beside anything else that they play yeah it's like cumbersome mm-hmm. tripping billies like it doesn't work mm-hmm. but i when they were like a th- I, I i the other reason why i really did dislike them and it wasn't so much about their music but it was about all the people at my school who liked them i hated that's the people what i think who a lot of people da- dave yeah, matthews yeah, yeah. Well, I was like not a fan, but I was certainly not a hater. And yeah. under the table, I mean, as as a I'm like I'm 20 years ago, like even more than that. Right. Sorry, when I was like 13, I hated Dave Matthews. Right. As a 36 year old, I'm like it's fine. I don't really oh, care. Oh, Adrian still hates it with a with a with a fiery passion. Mm-hmm. And um, so under the table and dreaming like hit when I was like 14 or 15. So mm-hmm. I had it and listened to it, and I like know all the songs. Mm-hmm. And so now I like if it comes on in the car. I leave it on and I sing the whole mm-hmm. thing. And then I, oh, I just tell Max, I'm like, Max, this is one of mommy, mommy's favorite, favorite songs. She <laughs> loved And Adrian gets mad. Like this is one of her, f- she loves tripping billies. And then I sing it the whole song. <laughs> My uncle was really into Dave Matthews before they were famous. He slash they were famous. And I imagine it was very good as a local band. It's, you know what it is? It's the voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way the he voice, sings. The voice is very off-putting. Yeah. And even for me, who's a, who who can stand it, who can like tolerate him and, mm-hmm. and is like, oh, some stuff is okay. Mm-hmm. But the voice There's is a few a songs that are okay and I can kind of like let pass. And I um, will come across uh, um, 
an exercise class that has that in the playlist and I'm like, I'll manage. I can get through the one Dave Matthews cut, song. Cut, 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 cut. If it's like Crash. <laughs> yeah, Crash. Crash got a second life when it was portrayed so lovingly in Lady Bird, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this song's kind of great. Even though that song is pretty gross. Theory. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it's gross. Hack up your skirt a little more. Oh. Show the world to me. A boy's dream. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's keep talking. <laughs> let's... He says, doesn't he say, like, come into me? Oh, no, that's Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> this is something about coming, though. Maybe. I don't remember the words that well because I didn't like it. I think he says, come into me. Yeah. Crash into me. Anyway, anyway. You're the king of the castle. I'm the dirty rascal. Ugh. So we're not here to talk about Dave Matthews. Oh, picking up the slack. I love it. Go ahead. (laughs) We're not here to talk about the Eagles or classic rock or what defines classic rock or how hot it is. Although we could talk about that for a while. a very strict definition of classic rock. It is this and it, wide, and it includes the Eagles and Led Zeppelin. It's like two bands that <laughs> like, consist of classic. And it might have a little bit of space for something else. We are here, even though I'm not sure that we normally do this whole intro on these episodes, but we are doing it anyway. We are here because we brought back the yearbook to Maine. The Degrassi yearbook. Many, many seasons ago, this was a idea birthed from the brain of uh, one of the great broomheads, Lindsay. Uh, our, our dear friend, mm-hmm. she said you should do superlatives, uh, and I think she thought we'd tack it on the end of an episode, and then we just made it three hours long. Yeah, so, it's normally our longest episode. <laughs> you've got her to thank or to blame, depending on how you feel mm-hmm. about these episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it was behind a paywall last time. You had mm-hmm. to be on the Patreon to hear it. <laughs> you had to be a patreon only knows the name that we gave the patrons mm-hmm. a special name mm-hmm. but this year we said it's been a rough year so let's bring it back i don't know what we'll do for the eighth season we haven't made that decision yet that'll mm-hmm. be 2023 before we get i there, mean so. the way these seasons are going it's going to take us a damn long time to get to that back up your skirt a little more this one we started i mean to be fair we had a month off and you know i'm sure we had some other breaks in there but because there were less two-parters than normal this season has been since the beginning of this year until now <laughs> a it's solid be, six what, months yeah that's when we started doing it this mm-hmm, is since season mm-hmm. seven yeah it's my brain is mush mm-hmm. it was a lot yeah. to try to remember this season because a lot happened it was a half season it was sorry it was a full season but it was a half school year Mm-hmm. So they crammed a lot into like four and a half months. Yeah. I feel like it's a maligned season. People don't t- seem to like it very much. No. But as I was going back through my notes, I was like, oh, there's yeah. stuff to like here. Um, I think my biggest problem with it was that it's when they merged Lakehurst with Degrassi. So suddenly we got all these new characters. If we hadn't gotten rid of all these other ones. So they were trying to get us interested in too many people. And the funny thing is, is like with the exception of, well, I guess you got Holly J., Anya, Sav, that's, and then Lucas with a lid off. Mm-hmm. And I guess Johnny DeMarco, but he Jane. really hasn't done very much. Oh, Jane. Mm-hmm. Bruce the Moose. Let, oh, Bruce Moose forget. has uh, really picked up the slack in this season. So there are a lot of them. I was thinking <laughs> Damien. that maybe Oh, yeah, Damien. God bless. But wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Because mm-hmm. Mia was already at Degrassi. Yeah, she had already switched. 
Right. But she is a former Lakehurst student. That's why JT is murdered. Murdered. He was murdered mostly because of Mia. We should blame her. Mm -hmm. That's how this works. Actually, Bella. That's how America works. It's because she can't act very well. Mommy, 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 can I have some milk for my tummy? (laughs) Spoiler alert. Bella is Rachel's season MVP. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, man. May I have a cookie? I'm three years old. I'm going to go get dressed by, fully by myself. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Anyway, so we're going to do the superlatives. Mm-hmm. You've heard them. You remember them. We yes. didn't. We had to go back and listen and figure it out again. Mm-hmm. You think we'd keep a master list, but you don't know the podcast if you think no. that. that would be well, we also like it's hard to keep a running list as you're going. And I'm not going, I'm not watching episode, you know, three of the season and going, hmm, who do I think might be the best dressed just in case? Best dressed is the hardest one. And that's what we're leading off with. Yeah. Best dressed. Who? Let's get right into it. Let's pull the bandaid off. Let's get right into it as if we haven't already been recorded for 35. As if Tim Robbins didn't stop by for a cool nine minutes. Yeah. I like, yeah, you said 35 and I'm like, I see 51, 59 on (laughs) It's time to stay. You're the king of the castle, <laughs> and I'm the dirty rascal. Ugh. Best coming dressed. to me. I think he says something about coming. Oh, but it's no, he says, crash. He says, crash into me, and then it goes, and I'll and come into break, you. Goes, and I will come into you. I will yeah. put my penis And, and that was not blurred out on the radio what is the word i'm looking for blurred out like beeped out because it's it's it could be like you know it's a very sort of like cool and mellow kind of tune Mm -hmm. it could just be like i'll come to your house and like eat a steak or something but no he's talking about ejaculating inside of a woman Mm -hmm. and like a teenager but he's also a teenager i believe they're like teenagers in the song yeah but he was like 35 when he wrote the song right yeah but he's reminiscing about his teenage self Mm -hmm. teenage whatever Okay, best dress. Let's get right into it. Okay. Right into it. Bang, zoom, Rach. Who you got for season seven? There were a lot of new characters to choose from. There was a lot of fashion going on. Paige mm-hmm. is in a fashion place yes. and the whole deal. So, and, you know. The, the only things that I had written down as, like, someone having some cool outfits early on was Manny. And Manny is, like, our go-to best dressed like she always has the best outfits pretty much except for like early right. seasons emma but for best dressed i had to go with anya and holly J combined yeah. because they are constantly wearing things that i do not understand and yeah. they're wearing the exact same thing like it is very trendy to wear polo shirts over yeah or with a tank top over them now i, I I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you this i mm-hmm. almost went with the same Mm-hmm. answer because mm-hmm. i remembered how funny it was that you brought up that they wore the tank tops over the thing and yeah. i thought that was very funny because that is a funny look but it was a look that a mm-hmm. luke to be honest a luke it was a luke <clears throat> that was happening but i but then i didn't go with it because i was like this is best dressed oh is that a f- good dressed Maybe it is. I don't know. It's the only i mean honestly i didn't notice a lot this season yeah. so that was why i went with so, it so interestingly dressed Mm -hmm. so i didn't go with them in the in the long run for two reasons that reason and also i was like you know what i bet you rachel's gonna pick it Mm -hmm. i had a feeling you were gonna pick it so i went with who i think unequivocally was Mm -hmm. the best dressed character of the whole season Mm -hmm. the whole time this person was on the show what what outfits that were worn by the great danny van zandt 
And now I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to I'm going to come right in and put a like zoom in on the fact that in one episode, I believe it was him, he wore a dicky. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, it's a dicky, stupid, because Johnny DeMarco, or not Johnny, Derek DeMarco, mm-hmm. didn't know that what a dicky was. Yeah. And then I was like, it's hilarious to me that he's wearing a dicky, like, and that it's like a cool thing. Did mm-hmm. you think it was cool? I have no idea. Because then, what a show that you love, one of your favorite sitcoms of all time, The Big Bang Theory, that mm-hmm. one character would wear a dicky all the time Mm -hmm. that was like part of his character trait Mm -hmm. so i wonder if they stole from degrassi the next generation on that maybe i mean degrassi was first but anyway he's the only dicky wearer in degrassi so i had to go with him the great danny van zandt he's not Mm -hmm. getting any other awards so why not get best dressed for the dicky okay that is a good one that is a good one so with that patrick oh what do you ask me rachel there are a whole class of characters who are a little bit older than the people that we're dealing with. And a lot of them are 32 and there's just figuring so out their lives. There's so many people on the show. Yes. Uh, but we we categorize them as best adult. Yeah, so, there's an adult and a kid. So in season seven of Degrassi, who was nah, oh. the best adult? I gotta say, it is a very easy choice for me to make because even though I wasn't on this show very much of this season, this is the last time you're ever gonna see me. Was there better adults than a Mr. Del Rossi? Certainly had the snake had the big had the great arc in the series this season. He is a wonderful person, but you know what? The snakes are gonna be back. He is gonna be back again, and we're gonna have him, and we're gonna be able to give him a best adult all the time, a million more times. But the Mister Del Rossi, I thought about even having a Mister Dom Perignon. Oh who had, yeah, <laughs> he played a big part in the season, the season of seven. But the, no, the best adult you could possibly have is a me, a Mister Del Rossi. Oh, how what did you think was gonna happen? You thought it was gonna be, you thought that was going to do a swerve you thought i came in here i was gonna say and then i was gonna change it in that last minute and say stay superstition but i know it is a <laughs> me your favorite person to put a slug on it all and come in a room and i give me a finger in my butthole wow oh, mr del rossi mr my del rossi i, I don't, don't even remember how much of the season he was even in he's in exactly one episode it's the episode when marco steals the money from out of his wallet no that was actually from season six no, you I told me back. last week. Oh. No. <laughs> I took your advice, so he's uh-huh. not even in the season. He might be. Oh, I, got, I don't think he is, because I think that was his last episode. Oh, was the no. episode when he's... Are you sure he wasn't doing the gambling in this season? No, there was another thing that happened this season, which I'll talk about later. Well, you know what? I don't care. Honorary best adult yeah, of me. He's not in anything from this season. <laughs> Well, I don't care. I say I don't care. He is a, he is alive in a well. I am alive in the well in the hearts and the minds and the souls of the grassy universe. So here I come. Here I go again on my own. I'm going down the only road I've ever known. Like a drifter, I was born to walk alone in the upper rains, Mr. Del Rossi. I'm not changing it. <clears throat> That's fine. That's fine. You're allowed. You know, tour de force performance from the great Mr. Del Rossi. Can I know. It's very, very important. Dom Perignon would have been my runner up. So if I have to pick, if, if I'm picking someone, it I'll would be Dom. Okay. Yeah. Dom Perignon has some great moments in this. We really don't see a lot of like Coach Anderson Armstrong or Miss Kwan in this season. No. 
um, they seem to be pretty much gone. There's this new science teacher, Mr. Bince, but he's not even like, I don't, he's kind of lame. He's not um, that very much. You get to really, say, he's a- really, it should probably be Snake because Snake goes through a lot this season, but Snake goes I through agree. a lot every season. And like we forget about, I don't know, Spike and Caitlin never have anything really interesting going on. Um, Spike but, was an asshole this season. She was like, yeah. I can't handle your sadness about being falsely accused of molesting a child. I'm leaving. Like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> but really, for me, the best adult this entire season was someone who, again, only appeared in like one or two episodes, but they just really whew, tour de force of mm. acting in uh, this. Is it? Oh, man. Who is it? It's Miss Dunwoody. She was the drama teacher from Smithdale College that Jay had to woo oh, to get Manny into Smithdale. That's a great answer. Miss Dunwoody, who, you know, asked Jay if he liked Shiraz or Pinot Noir or something like that. And tangoed with him. She was the best. She won for MVP of that episode. I mean, honestly, the only other person who was an adult who uh, won for M- MVP was the later Hoser drummer from two episodes oh, you're ago. you're talking about the old Duggar. Duggar, yeah. Um, which I did, I forgot to do my corrections, and I meant I was mad at myself for not bringing up the Duggars. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which I was thinking kids. of as you were talking about it. Remember the Duggars, and one of them is like molested his sisters, and like is again in trouble for more. The They're oldest, great one. people. Let me tell you what sanctimonious, great religious mm-hmm. people they are. Oh, mm-hmm. they love Jesus and doing right on this earth so much that they fuck their own sisters. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I mean, these people, hypocrites. I can't. I hope there's a hell and a heaven Mm -hmm. so that they get to go there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, off my soapbox. Miss Dunwoody. Yes, Miss Dunwoody. Best adult. That's a great answer. Iris Dunwoody. Rachel. Mm hmm. Shock through the heart and you're to blame. What is your most shocking moment? I know it's shot through the heart. I changed it to shock. There's shocking moments. What's your most shocking moment? I mean, a lot happens in this season. If I'm if I'm gonna be honest, what should probably be the most shocking moment is uh, Darcy's suicide attempt. Yeah. Because when you're thinking about it, like it, I those first two episodes really went there, and I don't think the rest of the season has gone there anywhere near as much. And I was just like, like, whoa, what just happened? My actual shocking moment that really took the cake this episode, or should I say took the squid, was anyone ordering calamari at a bar? Oh, my God. At that shitty old bar. Oh, my God. How are you going to get calamari at a fucking dive shit bar? How? I'll tell you. You know, you know who brings, you know, I, I, you know what I found out? What? We were laughing about it. We were like, this calamari, how it's so gross you wouldn't. But you know what I didn't realize? I did some research and I found out that the calamari is supplied by a Tony. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Tony's mechanical service. I got calamari in the back and I give it over to the bar where Marco works. It's delicious calamari. I use it to fix all my side view mirrors. So Tony's supplying that calamari. So it's mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. It turned it's out good, to be good. It's good calamari. Stuff. Okay, not going to make you sick. The craziest thing about that is we've talked. We talked about it. It's obviously yes, 
what it, like it's like ordering calamari at like a bar you like walk into a basement for just yeah. fucking insane but also remember mm-hmm. marco like and it's 2007 and i don't know if they've outlawed smoking yet so it probably also smells like smoke in there can you imagine eating calamari in a smoke-filled room with hey, no windows I bring it fresh right from the grocer's freezer <laughs> i buy it and we defrost I buy it. it at the seat down <laughs> and it's fresh <laughs> but also the the um the audacity of Marco to have it be paid for by the guy who was just trying to buy him a drink. We'll have mm-hmm. some calamari. Shocking moment. Utterly shocking. Was that also your it was shocking, not my moment? shocking moment? Oh, okay. What was your shocking moment? There were a lot of shocking moments. I, I mean, if I'm being yeah. serious, Darcy accusing Snake of uh, mm-hmm. sexually assaulting her is a shocking moment. But if I'm being funny, uh, the it was the unceremonious closing of Squatch Designs, which was a big thing. And a whole Squatch Designs, <laughs> if you remember, uh, Jimmy cheated and got his money from Suit Daddy, who was like hide it in a fuck in the castle somewhere in the freezer called Castle, mm-hmm. and he went and got it, and it was certainly going to play out in fireworks between mm-hmm. him and his father, which never happened. His father never mentioned he <laughs> stole money from his like disability thing to Mm -hmm. against his father's wishes and then opened a store and his father said from his trust trust fund fund. who said his father said nothing about it we never heard from it again and then when they decided you know what these guys aren't going to become t-shirt moguls on the show they just closed the fucking thing without and Paige's like i gotta close up the shop God bless the grassy. God designs. bless the grassy. That was a shocking moment. I it was shocked by how little follow through they had in that storyline <laughs> that they set up to be a big deal, and then ultimately just said, "Hey, you know what? Don't want to mm-hmm. do it." Shocking <laughs> so you know what that brings us to? I do. Best beef. Best beef, which is of course, as we know, best fart. Who had the best Farts. fart mm-hmm. in the season? Had it's to be Marco. Spinner. It had to be Marco this time from all those calamaris he was eating. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking so, to the toilet. <laughs> so Ooh, what are these farts? Who do you think had the best beef this season? I'm going to tell you who I think had the best beef this season. Mm-hmm. My favorite beef of the season. Well, mm-hmm. there were a lot of beefs. Let's be there honest. There were a lot of beefs. Tons of beefs. Pe- people were beefing left and right on the yeah, show. There were cows all over the place. But I got to go with uh, the sort of jabron, the jabron bones, who I, oh, yeah. as I called the jabron bones, are Lucas with the lid off, uh, Bruce and Moose, and of course, um, Dan, uh, Johnny, DeMarco. Johnny DeMarco. That crew versus mm-hmm. Snake when he was trying to come back to teach school again. And the reason I'm giving it to the Jabron bones versus snake is because of that website. Do you remember that hilarious website they made about snake molesting? Yes. Where is his other hand? (laughs) Best website, the funniest gag and snake had to go away, ruined his marriage for a minute because his Mm -hmm. wife couldn't possibly understand why he would be upset that he was being falsely Mm -hmm. accused by children of molesting women, uh, molesting girls. What a beef. It was a great beef, but mm-hmm. a non-traditional answer probably for the best beef. But And it was also like the school versus snake, but I feel like yeah. the, they really horned in on it the, was those three, yeah. the jabron bones, as I call it. And them. those three had a lot of beefs with a lot of people this season, too. Bruce the Moose is farting on everybody. 
<laughs> remember when Bruce the Moose straight up like hit on, I think it was, I don't remember who he hit on, right in front of his girlfriend? Mia. Was it Mia? Right. Yeah. Hey, Mia, your daughter's pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of good beefs this season. I was thinking back about the whole Ashley Jimmy music thing. Oh, right. And um, Manny and Jay on again, off again nonsense and um peter and his mom i don't know there was a lot there was a lot going on but the ones the the one that really stood out for me was uh i have to say this duo again holly j and anya yeah i thought because that was was a good they had two giant beefs two Two massive farts (laughs) just just like stunk up the whole school like everyone had to leave and they're so thin (laughs) That's why, because so they just eat so much grass. And they're yeah, they just eat grass like like cows do. And it's just like, oh, the smell is terrible. <laughs> so um, the first one was I over. I mean, they were both over Sav, really. And uh, situations involving Sav, who we have barely seen in the season except for these beefs. Yeah, um, and the first time it's just like the escalation was very uh intense for both the beefs. Mm-hmm. Uh the first time Holly J accused Anya of plagiarism <laughs> in front to their science teacher, Mr. Bitz. That was also um, my shocking moment because I couldn't believe how um excuse me, like in the middle of class. I was like, that's your best friend. It was a lot. And then the way Anya was talking to me and she's like, well, I'd rather have friends than not. So I'm going to just go back to Holly J, which is horrible. Yes, terrible. Um, and then with the feed the famine, whatever that was called, I already forgot it. Freedom fries. Freedom fries. The freedom fast. Um, and Anya and Holly J kept like upping the stakes. And to be honest, like Holly J had a lot of tiffs with a lot of people this season. But the Anya Holly J beef felt very intense. Oh, Rach, I know what you're going to say for the next one, which is most annoying. You're going to say you, Pat, but I'm not on the show. So you got to pick a cast. I mean, you call yourself a character sometimes. Well, I'm a character on this podcast. Mm -hmm. You're not on Degrassi. I play a role on this podcast for the people. Mm -hmm. I play Pat, the fan of Degrassi. It's very mm, different. It's very different from my own. In real life, you're not a fan of I hate the show. I hate the show. Mm-hmm. I hate all things about teenagers. Mm-hmm. Teenagers scare the living shit out of me. My chemical mm-hmm. romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the most annoying. Which character do you think over season seven has been the most annoying? And I'm actually interested to see where you go with this, my friend. I think this could be our first ding, possibly. I think it's probably our first ding because I don't know if there were a lot of annoying characters this season. I think a lot of people were like kind of okay because they had so many stories to tell for so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, My most annoying character was constantly a downer in all of the episodes and saying really inappropriate things um, and drank too much and got mad at her mentor and, you know, was wondering if you could get HIV from orange juice. <laughs> yeah. No, she knew you couldn't. She did. T- in her defense, she was like, I mean, I know that I can't get it that way, but still like. Gross. Ew. Yeah. No. But yeah. It's Ellie. Yeah, I it's agree. Ellie. I also had Ellie. I also had Ellie. She's so annoying and most disappointing mm-hmm. in the rewatch. And I know mm-hmm. that a lot of the broomheads like still love Ellie. And I feel so I feel guilty 
for Dragoner mm-hmm. the way I do because I like the actor. I like the farm down. She's- no, I think it's literally the way they write the character. I yeah. think they just do her wrong this whole series. Yeah, she had a l- little bit of fun when she was banging Jesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she seemed more fun then. And then, but and honestly, even when she made out with Marco, but then that got weird real uh, fast. Marco, did you hear Marco? I was the best adult pet for me. Best adult. I wasn't even on the fucking show even for one second. <laughs> I wasn't even. They can't. They fired me off of oh the show. Goodness. I don't to get the twenty dollars a week anymore, and I still I resonate so hard for pet. Um, I totally agree. <laughs> Ellie is a bummer. What a downer. I'm thinking, reckon, I, mean, I don't know if she's back. I'm assuming she's not gone off the show, but we'll see. They did mm-hmm. move into a new house. Mm-hmm. They had to move to a new house. So we'll see what happens. She comes up again for me later in, in a positive light. So I don't feel mm-hmm. so bad. But I also agree with Ellie. Yeah. Now we've, oh, now it's your turn to say it to me. Okay. So now we come to Pat's favorite category of the night out of all. We have so many more left and I don't know why this appears so early on our list because it really is Pat's favorite. It is the saddest. Who is the saddest character? Not like who who is like who has actual like problems, but who's just like who is like Eeyore, you know, who kind of like I mean, Eeyore might have. I don't know who is just like Mm -hmm. sort of always sad all the time. And it Mm -hmm. doesn't even necessarily need to like portray sadness constantly but you know deep Mm -hmm. down inside they're a little sad now Mm -hmm. i have to say i struggled with finding an answer to it this time um because i didn't really know who to pick Mm -hmm. i didn't think about ellie but then i was like i felt i could never be both annoying and saddest because that would really be piling on i thought yeah so who I ended up going with, who I think is the saddest character this season, is Ellie's best friend and roommate, person she is closest to in all of Earth, who recently mm-hmm. broke up with a dealin, and who is the son of a Mr. Delarose. And I think I may have picked this character as saddest before. I find <laughs> that there is a innate just sadness about Marco and mm-hmm. it's not, it has nothing to do with like that. He, um, him feeling like ostracized because of his sexuality. It's nothing about that. I think mm-hmm. it's the grandma-ness of him. The mm-hmm. just, uh, wet blanketness of the, uh, you shouldn't have it. Don't why I can't even believe you're drinking. Like he's always like that. And it mm-hmm. comes off as being the saddest character to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I could be wrong. What do I know? What do you think, Rach? Who was your choice for saddest? Mine might be a little bit more traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was thinking about this, the person who came to mind was the person who had the roughest she, season, she, I think. she had... See, the reason... Uh, you say who it is, and then I'll say why it didn't. Is Darcy. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it kind of got better as we got further into the season, but, oh, my, she was just a walking pile of Kleenex yeah. for the early episodes. I kind of think in my head, I saddest ver- is different from like who has genuine emotional scarring and yeah. is like uh, understandably not in a good way, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like I always like when I pick saddest, it's like fucking Ashley. Who's just like sad. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, a bore. So I think yeah. like, so yes, I think, unequivocally I, but you're I, right i think for but i think for this season that still stood out more to me than anyone who was just like sad yes 
you know? I think Darcy absolutely was the saddest, but because I... I mean, but to be fair, like, Marco got a rabbit this season because he was so lonely. I d- and, like, I feel like you don't do this, so for you to pick Darcy is understandable. But, like, when I do it, I feel like I make a joke out of it, and I feel like I can't then, like, choose the person who's, like, genuinely, like, her. She should. Mm-hmm. She is sad. And genuine. Oh, I normally choose the joke one, too. But that was, this season, it was like, You're nope, right. it's really. You're absolutely yeah. right. I'm sticking with Marco, but the answer is, and genuinely yeah. so. Poor Darcy. And let's kudos to the great... Shanae Grimes Beach for a phenomenal uh, She did a great job honestly this season I think so too well that'll come up again later I'm assuming well certainly for me Mm -hmm. Uh, so there we go that's a good one we clocked saddest down we're only two hours Mm -hmm. into this let's keep it trekking along Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. another one of my favorites this is another one I like to do the kids I don't even know if the kids are saying this anymore but when we first started the yearbook episodes the kids were certainly using this term um, yeah, we're getting old, so we don't know what the kids say. We anymore. were trying to stay young and hip when we coined it, and now we could be not. We could be doing the exact opposite. But hell, if we're mm-hmm. not going to keep it going, who did you think was the thirstiest character in season seven, Rach? Well, there were a, there was a lot of thirsty characters in this season. I mean, you could think about Caitlin and Jesse. Yeah. You could think about. Uh, well, nope, I don't have a whole lot else. Um, so my 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 thirstiest though, and it was completely based on the number of people that this person made out with this season. That's what I ended up uh, narrowing it down to. I was like, who made out with the most people? And it was Damien. But don't you think that that is not necessarily thirsty because they're getting it? Oh no! But then he's get trying to go for the next one and the next one. Damien is. It was that whole it was that whole Liberty Emma thing that really did it for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty thirsty, but he's getting the action. But then mine yeah. also got the action. So I can't really I can't fault mm-hmm. you for your choice because mine is different but similar. And you'll see here as I'm showing Stacy Mystician. Caitlin. <laughs> I picked Stacy Mystician, which you just said. Mm-hmm. You pointed out mm-hmm. very thirsty. She came mm-hmm. to this this college with mm-hmm. a young well, I loved it. Well, so the with Damien, the episode where he and Manny break up, he jokes to her, is Emma single? Oh, and that's then true. starts dating her immediately. And then, you're right. You know, is like flirting with Liberty while he's dating Emma and then pretending it's not flirting. And I was like, he is the no, thirstiest. you're right. He is pretty <laughs> thirsty for those ladies. Mm-hmm. I picked Stacey Mystician because I loved it. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go to this college. I'm going to fuck this guy. Jesse. I'm going to throw it around and fuck this guy if I can and upset my mm-hmm. mentee. Mm-hmm. But she didn't know they were dating, so fair play. Mm-hmm. I love Stacy Mystician. Mm-hmm. She's very mysticious. I don't know if you know this. She's very mysticious. The writing's on the wall. So I love it. Yeah. All right, we thirstied it up. All right, thirsty. That leads into... Ooh, we're getting to the, the best and the worst almost. Nitty gritty, baby. Nitty nitty gritty. Pad. Who do you think was the most underrated this season? Bruce the Moose. Give me more, Bruce the Moose. I want him from morning <laughs> to night. The guy's out there. He's got the hat with the hair on it. I want to see him. He's hitting on women in front of his girlfriend. He's hitting on his best friend's girlfriend. This guy is a, is a, a mystery to me. He's baffling. Yeah. Is he a bully? I guess, but he doesn't really do anything. He's just kind of around. He's Bruce the Moose. It's like they named him so they could rhyme it. I love him so much. I can't wait to see if this guy gets any storylines. 
barely in it. He's made a mark on my heart. I love this guy. One of the jabron bones. The coin. <laughs> I feel like we used to call uh, Derek and Danny the jabron bones. Well, I call these guys the jabron bones now. These are the real jabron bones. Uh, maybe I did call Derek and Danny the jabron bones, but <clears throat> you know they could be the second jabron bones. The other, the other jabron bones. BTM Bruce the Moose. Back it up. How about you, Rach? Who's your most underrated character? Similar vein. Johnny DeMarco. Johnny DeMarco. I feel like Johnny DeMarco is so close to being a character that we need to know more about and just like isn't there yet. I love the idea. He's just so close to being a character. He's <laughs> almost he's not there. quite. He's not quite. Yeah, and they're I'm like, both that I can't wait. And I know that he becomes more of a character. I don't know about Bruce and Moose. So I'm like, well, I know we'll get there. But like they really try to like put him in stories but then they're like lucas with the lid off let's yeah. give him a whole story they should have just <laughs> let fucking johnny demarco be lucas with the lid off for heaven's i sake. know it seems very silly to me he and is... i also am still wondering if his hair is attached to his hat both of them him and bruce the moose they both got hair hats <laughs> Bru- johnny demarco's gonna end up dating uh what's her name though i'm so fa- fascinated by that how that's gonna go Allie. yeah yeah, yeah. i can't wait because he is like a he is He's like Jason Muse, for heaven's sake. He is like Jason Muse. He I looks like a Jason Muse lookalike at this point. He really does, except he has his real teeth. He has, still has Jason Muse. Has, <laughs> Jason Muse has those weird chompers that he had to get because uh-huh. he lost all his teeth smoking heroin. Oh, um, Louise. That's a good one. Bruce the Moose, two of the jabron bones making it to our most underrated. And now we're up to overrated. So I had a trouble with this one. And I'll be honest okay. with you, I don't even know if I have an answer yet. So Okay, well, you can think about it a little bit more. Um, I, I also struggled with this. I was like thinking through, I was like, you know, what was really like in too many episodes this season? What did I have too much of? And there was one thing that came to mind. It was constantly written in my notes. Like, oh, here we go again. We're in the pool hall. We're in the pool hall. Every fucking episode, pool hall slash concert venue slash bar. They ran out of places for us to be outside of the school. I hated this pool hall. Because you hate the idea of these teenagers playing pool? No, it was just like, oh, there's nowhere else for them to go because we have no other sets. So are you naming your most overrated character on Degrassi Season 7 the pool hall? Yes, I am. God bless. <laughs> you still don't know what you're answering, do you? No, I thought you'd give me something. That gives me <laughs> nothing at all to work with. There's no con- there was no discussion of any characters whatsoever. It really fucked me up. Uh, I got. Well, I mean, it's really hard this season because they literally throw a ton of new characters with at you. They have some of the old ones who all leave, like Alex leaves and Sean leaves and Stacy Mystician leaves and Ashley leaves. I think it's hard to pick an overrated because nobody was too no much. That's why it's the pool hall because the pool hall is the only constant. Yeah, because overrated. We we've said this in the past. It doesn't mean that like. It's more overexposed than overrated. Like, who do mm-hmm. we see too much of? But, like, I'll say this season you saw a shit ton of Spinner, but I never feel like... Never I, have enough Spinner. I would never... Yeah. So I went... I wrote down Jimmy Brooks. Mm. But I don't... It's very half-hearted. I'm not... I don't... I mean, Jimmy I Brooks like had some Jimmy's great I Jimmy's episodes moments. were very weird this season. Like, stem cell research and... But also, like, uh, at least it's, like... I got, I'm not picking Jimmy Brooks because at mm-hmm. least it's like in keeping with like his arc. Like he had an arc mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. telling the, and uh, every time, everything but the truth. Remember when he rapped over Ashley's song and made it good? Yes. 
I don't know. Like, I really don't. I, I hate not having an answer. Mm-hmm. I remember on the q and I, I, with the fucking Patreon, I was like, I don't have any answers to these hard questions. And I hate not having an answer, but, like, I don't. Jimmy Brooks, I can't pick him because I like him too much. I thought he had a good season. I mean, is Ellie overrated? No. I mean, maybe all of the college years. I would say that is part of kind of part of it but i also do like i do like checking in with those characters i do too so and some of their stories are fun you know who i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick i don't think she's overexposed or overrated i'm more picking like this is almost i'm replacing mvp with like lvp Mm -hmm. for this one and i i i'm almost unforgivable uh to uh spike for walking out on snake because like Mm. he was sad and trying to figure out oh Mm because he had mustard on his shirt right yeah it was the mustard that he got it. drunk once and she was like i have to go to my mom's sorry i'm taking baby jack yeah. who is a toddler now i'm out of it i'm i'm p- picking spike oh harsh yeah the best c who's the best c the best couple oh this is me you go to me right oh no i do worst couple first okay go to do, do that one yeah who is the worst c you know i did this who hold on mm-hmm. Pat, yeah. who was the worst couple? I did this also half-heartedly because I kind of like this couple. I just don't like one half of them, and I know yeah. you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I feel like I can't pick the darter. Of course, the great yeah. darter, Darcy and Peter. Darter was like fine this season, and also Darcy sort of brought out the best in Peter because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Peter was kind of like I don't know. I can't pick. Who's mm-hmm. the worst, Damien and, and Emma? Because they're just like sort of. No, boring. no, no. You know who my worst couple is? And also their couple name is the worst. It's Mucus. Oh, they're the worst. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm just jumping on that. They're the worst. Mucus. And also if only if their couple name is Mucus. Mucus. Mucus and Darter. Mucus are horrible. That's yeah. Lucas is awful with Mia. Um, he talks about childcare as babysitting, which I can't get over. I'm sorry, it's not babysitting. It's your child. It's parenting. Yes, you're absolutely right. Mucus is the. W- I can't even. I'm so mad at myself that I put Darter down. I was just thinking of that. No, Lucas and Lucas with the lid off, and and Jacoby Shaddix and mm-hmm. Kobe Dix and Mia are the worst mm-hmm. couple. You're absolutely right. I'm All stealing. four of them are together are the worst couple. I'm stealing that. Now we're on to the great best couple. Who were your best couple? It was a tough season for couples. Not, not a lot of greats in this one, but there's one that stood out. So I, in the end, really liked this couple, and I was kind of sad to see them come and go so quickly this season, but it is Janny. Jay and Manny. I think that's yeah. that's that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great answer. They were a great couple. They had their ups and downs, their ins and outs. I enjoyed the whole arc of that couple, sh- that couplehood, that it started out as a joke and a lark and a fictitious thing that became real. I, of course, mm-hmm. went another route and I said, Toby and Holly J. Were they a couple? No, they were not. But they were almost a couple. And they had a mm-hmm. lot of fun in that episode where I didn't even it, think it was did. romantic. And then all yeah. of a sudden, Holly J was like, I want you to date me. And he was like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Holly J and Toby for me, as I call them, Hullo B. 
The answer is certainly Janny. There's no question about it. But I knew Janny. Janny is obvious. I had to go with yeah. a fun one. And I, I honestly did really enjoy that episode when she was teaching him Dance Dance Revolution. And they it were was learning a great about episode. It was really fun. It was very fun. In a sea of dour episodes, we had one fun Sea one. of dour relationships. Mm-hmm. And Bad season up- for that. So I went with Holly J, Holly Jacoby and Myers Sinclair and Toby Isaacs. Oh, we're up to the kisses. What's that? Is that a kiss? <laughs> That's a kiss sound. <laughs> I didn't know what to pick for this one. I'm really hitting the bricks on these. Did you have a good one for this? For worst kiss? Oh, we're doing worst kiss. Oh, I don't know. I thought we didn't do worst kiss anymore. Oh, I have both down. Oh, so. I don't have a worst kiss, so you better do yours because I don't have one. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so my worst kiss was um ellie and Paige in that episode when ellie was like marco see it's not a big deal i'm gonna kiss Paige and then kiss Paige and then she's like hmm taste bacony that's my best kiss <laughs> for real <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> did alex and Paige kiss at all because then that's my best kiss because i have no other answers for that either um they might have they broke up in this season so maybe I um, forgot in my list of things we had not done. I think last year we did last episode. We didn't do worst kiss because there weren't enough kisses at one point. I literally anything. wrote down the list from your picture. <laughs> yeah. Worst kiss is definitely on that picture. You sent me. I didn't do it. Um, <clears throat> what about best kiss? Who was your best, best kiss, kiss though? Damien and Liberty. Yeah, that's, in that last that's, episode. That's, 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 that's a great answer. I also thought Steph Stacy Mystician and, and oh Jesse and Hot Froshman Jess, he mm-hmm. was pretty good with the kisses. Froshman Jess, so I kiss it. There were no fireworks kisses. I don't think. Mm-mm. No, that's probably the problem. No, there was a very chaste Sav and Anya kiss. I think after Mia was teaching Sav how to kiss. I imagine Manny and Jay had some good kisses, but I don't really remember them. They didn't stand out to me. No. I actually found the Marco Ellie kiss a little bit like because it was. I was actually scene. kind of a hot kiss. That was a pretty hot kiss. That's probably one of the. It's either that or Damien and Li- Damien and Liberty had a pretty hot kiss. I will say. Yeah. You are right about they were that. both hot kisses. Hot, hot kiss. kisses. <laughs> hot kiss. Are you still in school? I'm going to find a reason to reference Rod Stewart's hot legs now. and Because I did it, I did it last time, too. I'm going to do it in every episode. That, that I don't, what did you do it in the last just, episode? I just fucking sang it for no reason. Because it like got in my head. Hot legs! That's probably on the top 400 fucking final. Oh, I bet. Content. Yeah. Love Rod Stewart. I love so, you, honey! Pat, in all of these... Yeah, so far, what's my best line? We love, and especially me. You're I a especially, big, you're, you know what they call you? A, they call you a line head. They call me a line head. That's, That's how I'm referred to in uh, in common parlance. Yeah. Um, I am big into lines. I love lines. quoting things. Uh, I got to say, I did not write down a lot of lines this season that really stood out for me. So I'm wondering, Pat, in all of season seven, what was your favorite line? Well, you love lines. You love standing in them. You love waiting in them. You're all you cues. Don't even, they call them cues in, in, in England. England. You know, you people love when I yeah. talk about I'm England. A, my best line of this. Well, I'm going to tell you my runner up was what has two thumbs and is no longer considered a pedophile. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good Pretty one. Funny. Uh, I, I paraphrase that. That's not exactly what he says, but that was the general uh, gist of the line. My favorite mm-hmm. line, uh, the lead into the line is Paige, who is speaking mm-hmm. to Ellie and Marco. 
And she says, as you and Eleanor's best friend. And Ellie goes, um, I don't like you, which is my favorite <laughs> line of this season. I love it. That was like the best of Ellie. So I was able to give Ellie a good a good one and a mm-hmm. bad one. Um, I don't That's like really you. Good. Like she delivered it really well. It was very funny. So Rachel, mm-hmm. which of Isabel's many lines <laughs> did Mommy, you choose? <laughs> my Tommy hurts. I actually didn't choose any of hers surprisingly from this season. And like I said, I did not write down a lot of quotes from this season. So I had, I had one quote, but it wasn't something that any of the characters said, but then I have, I have a runner up and I have a winner. Okay. So the runner up, um, is when Paige is thinking about quitting her job, but she doesn't just outright quit and they go to the movies in the middle of the day and they're watching the trailer for the movie. And the trailer says, in a world where men are men and women are women, one eunuch holds the fate of all humanity. Uh, Which was a great, I mean, it was so good that I literally paused it to write it down. But if I'm really thinking about like the things that got me laughing really hard this season, I think it would be the song titles from Craig's album. I wrote them all fucking down too. <laughs> I wrote them. I was just gonna bring them up. She is she is the ash, thong girl, wrong girl, and Red redheaded for, for trouble. trouble. I was just gonna bring them up at the end because I didn't have anything for them, but that yeah, is perfect. I was just like I was looking through and I was like, I don't have any good lines. Those are kind of like lines, right? Like pretty great <laughs> i wrote down pieces of ash why did i think but we, we went through this already right yeah i have she is the ash but it might be pieces of he ash says, i don't know pieces of ash <laughs> we should have the broom heads. there is there is in that same episode when ashley is playing on stage they someone shouts at her play a craig song yes. which is pretty great we should have the broom heads superlative the podcast yeah. I don't know what broomheads. This is best on you. moments, worst yeah. moments. This is on you. <laughs> uh, first of all, um, Craig is supposed to be like this, like introspective, like Elliot Smithy singer songwriter, and he has a song called "Thong Girl, Wrong Girl." Wrong girl. What an ass. And redheaded for trouble. He sucks. I fucking hate Craig. I don't hate him. I don't. I do not. He sucks. Craig would have won won the Lobel Sleaze Prize if we had had it earlier totally. on. Um, I don't like you. Hands down. That was great. <laughs> you also there's some really good Ellie Page moments in this season. I love that that's, got we talked me. about this. That's like, one of the best relationships. Honestly, that's probably the best couple. <laughs> I agree. I would love to see a spinoff of that of Degrassi with those two like living together, mm-hmm. like fucking Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> because they hated each other but now they like begrudgingly kind of like each other i mm-hmm. love a show and you know this more than anybody because we did a recently even i think even before we started doing this podcast or maybe while we were doing it we rewatched everwood and as yes. we were watching everwood i was saying like i just can't wait until chris pratt and the lead guy are friends like because yeah. i hate at the be i you got to get that stuff when they're like fighting with each other. But I always love when those characters end up becoming friends and that would be great. You also could. It's your Mary Tyler and your Rhoda. Right. Although they're sort they don't really butt heads that much. They're like, definitely. They do for like, they, and that's what they do in the beginning, like the first two episodes or something. And then it's like, Oh, it's fine. You also could have picked life ain't about a piece of paper. It's what you roll in it. (laughs) That was a classic moment. Or, uh, of course, the classic, the only wrong decision is indecision. <laughs> there was a lot of Spinner referencing his one testicle mm-hmm. that was remaining also. He says, Ash. 
<laughs> and Craig's band Funkasaurus Rex. That's not the name of his band, is it? Mm-hmm. Didn't get to write that down for anything, unfortunately. Craig's band is called Funkasaurus Rex. Mm-hmm. He was backed by Funkasaurus Rex. <sighs> Craig's got to figure it out, man. You got a worse storyline here that you want to? Oh yeah, I do. With? Give me it. Yeah. Is that you're asking me? Yeah, hit me with it. What's okay. what's the best what worst storyline? There's a lot of bad storylines in this season because there's a lot of one episode like let's just go really deep and then just pretend like it never happened yeah. in the next yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um but I think that the worst one of them all was Bizarro Dylan episode with Devin. Bizarro Dylan, brown curly hair, Devin, the rich guy that uh, Marco meets who buys him the calamari at the bar. Oh, God. Oh, and God. then he's uh, like, how do you guys have all this money to go to the club? Oh, you're prostitutes. Oh, right. And you are like sucking off. Like sucking uh, off. <laughs> you like <laughs> sucking off. <laughs> Politicians. And yeah, that was the phrase I wanted to sucking use. Sucking off is so funny. <laughs> Give me a better verb. Give me a better verb. I mean blowing. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is what was happening in the back of that oh, car, that Cadillac. Look at my glasses fogged up. I was laughing so much at sucking <laughs> off. <laughs> anyway, that's what I was thinking was, you were right. That's what I was yeah. thinking was the gambling. Yeah, that was last season because apparently Marco had so much trouble Marco, with this. They had to continue are you were sucking off of the boys in the back seat of the car. You gotta put a suck on it. You can't be sucking off anybody with the suck of the day. You gotta make a shot that want to walk in on it. <laughs> sucking off is the best. I love it's it. It's a great phrase, right? Oh. So yeah, they were like, they were, yeah, that's a great answer. What was your worst storyline from the season? When fucking, oh my God, Darcy tried, when Jane tried to be friends with Darcy and she was like, Darcy was like, Peter has mm. bad breath. And then mm -hmm. Jane's like, hey, Peter, I heard you have dragon breath. Your girlfriend told me. And I was like, yeah, that was pretty It was bad. like, oh, she just doesn't know how to have friends. And I'm like, nobody is that like oblivious to like the way people work in the world. And it's like, I don't understand how to be friends with girls. I hate that shit. I hated yeah. that. And I hate anything that has to do with bad breath. I talked about it when it happened. No, oh, yeah. Halitosis is your, is your Achilles heel. <laughs> I feel for it. It's a condition that people have. I, I, I feel very bad for, I, you know, I, I, uh, empathize. I don't I used to have a boss who had halitosis. Uh, it was awful. I just don't want to hear it in my TV programs. I don't want to hear about people's dragon mm -hmm. breath. Cause then they're going to kiss and I'm going to look at it and it's like, so I hate that. So that was my worst storyline, but yours was significantly better. I don't know. They're both pretty bad. Mm. Um, what was your best storyline? My best storyline my favorite arc, and I've said arc now fucking 33 times in this episode. I'm such a mm -hmm. pretentious hack. But my favorite arc of the season was Spinner's. Um, Spinner got 
cancer this season, correct? Mm-hmm. When, I mean, obviously it all speeds and goes fast. But this was all I sort of like the redemption of Spinner. Spinner coming to the school, yeah. getting his shit together. It's like the third redemption of I know, Spinner. I know. But I just love the character. I, I That storyline to me played out really well and honestly, and I really enjoyed it. I also think the Manny... Uh, it's always my two favorite characters. Manny... Mm-hmm. Uh, getting into that school. And I like a storyline that plays out over the whole season. Yeah. And those are like the two that kind of did that. She gets into the school, then she gets the job on the show and then she decides to go to school anyway, that kind of shit. But I am picking spinner. I'm picking spinners whole, the, his bout with cancer, his, I love the episode also when like, uh, Spinner and Darcy sort of reconnect in that like friendly way. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they smoke weed. Yeah, together. I think that's really fun. Uh, Spinner's yeah. just a blast. Yeah, I mean the other big storyline from the season is Darcy's storyline. I think and, it's good. Well done. And it's very intense, but I think that it is really well done. And even though it's really intense and it really goes mm-hmm. there, I still really liked it. So that's what I chose for my best storyline. It's a great answer. I th- and especially when we got into Snake and then Snake and the Jabron Bones and the dog Rufus. That also could have been best kiss when yeah. you know Rufus yeah. is just licking Snake's face. The must- all that mustard on him. The mustard on his shirt should have been somewhere. Some some mm-hmm. You're right. Best dressed. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. In a show that has a hard time <laughs> dealing with long-term stories, I do think they treated the Darcy uh, storyline pretty pretty well. I mm-hmm. sort of don't necessarily love the way it's sort of just like, now she's just kind of over it. Yeah, I feel like there could have been more with that. I would have liked some resolving there of her. Like, we get the feeling she told her parents. I mean, she went to that camp, remember? Yeah, yeah. She does tell her parents at some point. And they kind of, like, hint at things. But the second... I want to like, see the, that. The back half of the season, they don't really address it much. Yeah, I want to see her and her parents, like, kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. But it's great. It is good. I think I think those are all good things. We we uh dunk on the season a lot, but there they had some good long term storylines, even though they did dissolve Squatch designs over uh over nothing at all. Very little, yeah. very little happened for that. Remember also when oh you know why Jimmy Brooks is also a good pick for overrated. Remember when he mm-hmm. fucking blackmailed his father and decided he wouldn't tell his mother that his father was cheating on her so that he could mm-hmm. like get stem cell surgery. That was fucked up. Mm-hmm. What's next? Are we are we labelling now? I think we are. Oh boy, the Lobel Sleaze Prize, named for the great Jay Hogart, whose real name, the actress name is Mike Lobel. Lobel rhymes with Nobel, the Nobel Peace Prize. We've named mm-hmm. this the Lobel Sleaze Prize. So who's the sleaziest? Who did you think, Rach? Is it your turn or my turn? It's my turn. So who did you pick as Degrassi's sleaziest student? This is the one that I walked in here not knowing the answer to. I am not sure because Hot Peter was not that sleazy this season. I did not pick Hot Peter. He would be my go-to. He would be my go-to. I have one if Um, you'd like me to go. No, no, no. I'm going to talk this through a little bit, and then I might let you go, and then I might make a decision because I don't want to write it down. Um, So I, I tend to think about, like, Okay, who was maybe cheating on someone or who was kind of inappropriate about something? And I mean, Darcy was inappropriate with Snake, but that's not really count for anything. Um, And Damien was cheating on Emma with Liberty. And 
like Caitlin and Jesse were making out and maybe having sex. And, you know, there might have been some sucking off going on there. Oh, you can't suck off a boy in the room unless you put the suck on the door. And I also am like, well, Suit Daddy was having that affair, too. So, like, maybe Suit Daddy would be a good sleaze prize winner. But no one was like whole season sleaze prize to me that's that's where i'm having the struggle is who overarching was like real sleazy in this season so yeah 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 well do you want me to say what my answer yeah i kind of do so i think you gotta open the window of sleaze sleaze yes definitely you when you think of the term sleaze it always sort of you pinpoint and you think about like sexy kind of stuff and shit like mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. sleazy like the guy who was sucking the guy off in the car you know he's maybe yeah. maybe sleazy, oh, yeah. but we don't really know Devin. so i, Bizarro I sort of opened it up just a bit and i you know who i picked as the as my as the winner of my pat's labelle sleaze prize who Holly Jacoby and Maya Sinclair because mm. she pulled some sleazy ass tricks on her friend Anya. That's true. That's twice, true. twice. This is your best friend. You, especially that one in the classroom when she was like, "Um, excuse, ac- actually, you know how we get actually all the time." Yeah. I was like, I can't even handle it. And then Sav uh, told her this thing, and then she about the arranged marriage, and then she went and just told her. That's pretty sleazy behavior to me. Yeah, you're not wrong. Even if it's like a defense mechanism, sure. And I mean, the person that this prize was named for, that character in this season was like dating Manny, but was also, you know, slipped an XXX tape into her audition tape thing and then was hitting on a woman when they were driving right. to the university and then lied about his parents, which I didn't have a problem with about lying about the parents, but Malta. about uh, stealing the ring back from the pawn shop and then lying about that. I did have a problem with. So, I mean, maybe even Jay you might have to go. And also him. Lucas with the lid off. Oh, kind of what awful, a so. sleaze ball. This guy is Yeah, Lucas with and the he's lid like, off oh. is a great pick. For I mean, ball. I'm going to, I think my heart is saying Lucas with the lid off and it's a, it's a, it's a very tough season. There's a lot of sleaze going around, but no one is really sleazier than thou. Jay is sleazy, but he has enough redemptive moments. Even stealing the ring is like bad but it's, it's not sleazy you know it, it's no and it's his mother it's his dead mother's ring i kind of feel bad yeah i sort of like understand that that thing mm-hmm. but um but yeah lucas with the lid off is just a total sleaze ball he's like his hair is sleazy his face is sleazy his pants are sleazy he's a sleaze ball mm-hmm. that's a great answer he's a sleaze ball. lucas with the lid off is great Holly J isn't your traditional sleaze ball. No, but I I very much understand and agree shitty with your actions. Sentiment. Shitty way, shitty ways to mm-hmm. be. Even though I think she's hilarious and I love her. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that. And she's your favorite. <laughs> she's gonna be. I think I'm pretty pretty sure. Mm-hmm. It's on good authority that mm-hmm. she's gonna become my favorite. We're coming down to the final two. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, you're right. Best episode and MVP. You want to give us your best episode, Rach? What was your best episode of the season? There was 312 of them. Yes, this was a full season. Um, Looking back through all the episodes, there were some really bad ones, and there were some not-so-bad ones, and there were some steering wheels, but not a whole lot of steering wheels. Not a lot of going there, either. A few, like, 
moderately going there, but kind of quietly. So like one and two went there, but then a lot of them afterwards didn't go there yeah. so much. Um, but my favorite uh, episode, which is a two parter, which there are not many of. Is a bust a move with the college road trip to Smithdale. This is a jam for all the fellas trying to do what those ladies tell us. Yeah, Busted Moves is a great episode. Great two-parter. That has Iris, what's her name? Iris Dunwoody. Dunwoody. Great mm-hmm. stuff there. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. And, and the two stories come together because, like, Spinner and Jimmy want to go to the Purple Dragon concert at Smithdale, and so they end up driving with Jay, and then Ashley is there because she's agreed to go on tour with Craig, and that's the last we see of Ashley oh, and Craig, right. I'm sure. That's right. I mean, until many seasons later, I'm, like, Craig comes back. Um... Yeah, there, it was a very well done, fun thing, and it's the beginning of Janny. Yeah, that's a really good answer. That's hard to top. That's mm-hmm. that's the best episode. I mean, the one that they all, the last one we built the city really was also good. good. The best episode is is uh, is Broken Wings, but I mean, not not Broken Wings. What was it? Bust a move. But Bust in the move. interest of providing more than one answer to the question, I mm-hmm. like the episode when Ma- when Emma's going to be the spokesperson for the Purple Dragon, but I'm not going to pick that. I'm going to pick mm-hmm. the. I already spoiled it because I said it because I was looking at my notes. I'm going to pick mm-hmm. the episode called Broken Wings. And here's why. Because mm-hmm. we have not talked one time this whole superlative episode, the whole yearbook episode. We have not talked one iota about the greatness of Studes. And in Broken Wings, mm-hmm. one of the great Degrassi bands of all time, possibly the greatest Degrassi band of all time, uh, Studes is formed mm-hmm. in Broken Wings. And they... And they write the great song, Shared Custody, Shared Custody. Mm-hmm. Uh, twice a year, twice the gifts. Something weekends, holidays, twice the gifts. Alternate weekends. Alternate weekends, holidays, holidays. twice the gifts, twice the gifts, but only ever half the love. Twice mm-hmm. a year, twice a year. Remember? I, I prefer twice a year. Twice but, a know. year, twice a year, we go skiing. <laughs> That was also the episode where you sang Take These Broken Wings many times. Did I sing it a lot? <laughs> I think so. It's a great, why wouldn't I? Who sings that? Mr. Mister? Mm-hmm. Hey, think so. soul sister. Hey there, Mr. Mister on the radio. You gotta love it. <coughs> gotta love it. Take these broken wings. Studes, everybody. The great studes. We've come to the final question. <sighs> Of all the questions, this is it. Put a put a put a bow on season seven. Put one of those giant bows you put on cars in a car commercial for Christmas, which are Mm -hmm. very expensive, I imagine. You know what? I bet you those. And you know what song plays over those is take these broken wings and learn to fly again in your new car, your new Lexus. (laughs) Learn to fly again in your new Lexus. Yeah. (laughs) I mean. We had a lot of people in this season. We had an extraordinary number of characters in this season. Out of all of them, who is your overall MVP for the season? The MVD, the season seven MVD. You've got a lot of characters. As you said, you've got Bruce the Moose. Mm -hmm. You've got Mr. Dom Perignon. Mm -hmm. You've got... Tony from Tony's Mechanic mm-hmm. Shop. You gotta get. What do you gotta fix? You gotta fix a flat tire. You shove a piece of provolone in the hole. But ultimately, I went with. I think this may surprise you. 
I think I know who you're going with. But I don't know. I don't know who I'm going with. I'm struggling a little bit with this one too. I'm going with and this is a newcomer in the MVGs. I don't think this per- certainly this person has not been a season MVG in the past. Mm-hmm. But it's a character I like very much and I've spoken at length at, at at my thoughts. And this character does not always do the right thing this season. In fact, mm-hmm. this character does a very bad thing this season. Mm-hmm. But atones for it i think in the best way this character can notice i'm not mm-hmm. pronouncing it because mm-hmm. you don't know it could be lucas with the lid off but I, it's I not it's it darcy mm-hmm. grimes beach mm-hmm. the great darcy grimes beach as you said in the uh in the best storyline the mm-hmm. arc of the se- oh, god again pretentious arc head pretentious oh, uh, noah's the arc the line heads noah's the arc, arc. <laughs> it's the great battle noah's of arc. the line heads and the arc heads i wish they would have given me a little bit more in way of closure but that is not the character's fault it's not the actor's fault mm-hmm. uh i think that she did great i think she was a i mean this is as much shanae grimes beaches award as it is darcy grimes beaches mm-hmm. award heavy lifting mm-hmm. she had a lot of arguably the heaviest of all the lifting outside oh, of yeah. maybe i don't even know i mean this might be the heaviest lifting maybe rick i don't know yeah but she was tremendous. She and again, I like flawed characters. I like when characters make bad decisions and have to come back from them and and mm-hmm. and work their way and atone. And I think uh, Dorsey became a character who jumped up my list of favorite characters mm-hmm. uh, this season. So I'm going with Darcy Grimes Beach. God bless. Okay, season MVD. We lose a lot of characters this season, and it's sad to me that they will never be MVDs. You know, your Tobys and your Sean Camerons. I know you love Sean Cameron and your Alexes and your Stacey Mysticians. I think Alex was my MVD last season, I believe. Um, And it's just, it's... Stacy Mystician. If you give Stacy Mystician MVD for that one episode, yeah. um, I mean, so what's funny to me is that the person who came to mind probably doesn't deserve it. And part of me is like, you know, you're right. I think it should be Darcy Grimes Beach. Maybe I should change my answer. And I wrote this down with a question mark because I was like, I don't know what it was, but I also felt like this was the first season that I loved this character. And I don't think I loved this character before. And maybe I did towards the end of last season. Um, It's not a new character, but it was someone that I hated. And now I really, really love. And I was just like, was it this season that did it for me? And that's where it's like hard for me to not think of this person, even though I don't think this person did as much heavy lifting as Darcy Grimes Beach did. I think that Spinner also had some really great character Spinner arcs in here. Spinner would have been my runner up. But we always pick Spinner. And Manny had great character like arcs this season. And Manny was such a good friend this season to Darcy and to other people like Emma and she Liberty. Was. And I don't she know. Was. I just... Like, but there are go-tos. And so I was like, maybe they don't need to be it. Maybe it should be someone else. And the writers protect those characters so yeah. much. Yeah. So I went with Jay. I Yeah, man. He's in there. He's in there. Yeah. Like, this season really made me love Jay as a character. And here we are, like, two seasons ago. I was like, how am I ever going to love this guy? He's awful. Here we go. I MVD. I, I mean, next thing we know, it's going to be Lucas with the lid off. I'm going to be like that guy. He's just a charmer. Hot Peter. Hot, hot Peter. Coming, coming down the pike. It would be hot Peter. Uh, a lot of that credit 
uh, goes to Mike Mobile, who's a, yes. who's who's a, so charming. Just what a, he's a great actor. Mm-hmm. He's a lovable guy, and I think a lot of the Darcy stuff. I think a lot of the credit goes to Shanae Graham's speech. Exactly. Um, like you said, I had Spinner, and I was thinking Spinner and Manny too, mm-hmm. but I was like. I mean, beating a dead horse here with those two. Yeah. I feel like they're always in the in the conversation. Yeah. Let's give it to a couple of I think. And honestly, other choices. than Spinner and Manny, none of our none of our original characters had a good season. No, and I think I think none of the newer editions got enough to to really chew on. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for somebody to when we're doing this in a couple of months for season eight, hopefully it'll be someone even newer. Yeah. Watch. It's just Manny again. Yeah. The movie was so good. Manny was so funny. <laughs> it's Bernice fine. Bernice fine Bernice makes a reappearance. Fine. You love Bernice. Oh fine. my God. She's my favorite. Um, you know what I thought looking back on that season is that we, we, we kind of dragged the season a lot and it was actually not so bad. It wasn't. I mean, the intro song sucked. It's not. Fuck that. Yeah, that was awful. And uh, there's a lot of like over the top stories that go nowhere and we never address them again. Yeah. But we did have some good arcs that continued through multiple episodes. We got to meet a lot of new characters. I mean, how else do you transition? Like you can't get rid of all yeah. the favorites and you can't add in just a whole new cast of characters. So that's what these two seasons are, transitional ones. Or looking three forward seasons, to rather. Yeah. I'm looking very forward to Jane. Mm-hmm. Paula Brancati. I'm looking forward to Johnny DeMarco. That ain't a Marco. I mean, he might get real boring really fast, but at least what I know of him now, I enjoy it. I want to see him without that hat on. Have we ever seen him without the hat on? I know. I want Bruce the Moose to just get one episode. Just one. Just one storyline. I would like to see the redemption of Hot Peter. Ugh, I don't. I mean, he's like getting better, but he's not great still. Well, because he's got to go to Regina. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Regina. I can't believe I didn't pick that as some the best storyline. Most overrated. You're moving to Regina? <laughs> Most overrated Regina. <laughs> Regina. Regina from Regina. Oh, man. Well, this was fun. Mm-hmm. We're as taking always. a week off. Yes. So we'll be back in two weeks with season eight. Oh, my God. How do we make it this far? I don't know, dog. You tell me. I don't We're have an answer. It. We're pushing. We're pushing all the way through until we hate each other and everything that the show stands for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't wait till we hate the show. I don't hate the show yet. I still enjoy the show. But I can't I wait till I get there. I sometimes wish we watched the show more. Yeah, I feel like I don't get to watch it very often or very One fast. episode a week is like... It's a killer. This show is meant to be watched like 12 episodes in a row. Yeah, but then you can't point out all the weird like little intricacies. Like, why would a toddler drink milk when she's sick? (laughs) We wouldn't have time if we were watching like 12 episodes in a row. (laughs) Why would anyone order calamari at a bar? That seems very strange. And two orders, second order. Whenever I'm at home and my stomach starts to hurt, I just pound milk. Mm -hmm. And calamari from a bar, I know. I'm very uh, into like the stomach problems <laughs> in this show. Well, I told you they get the calamari. Tony, best beef, best from, beef, best beef, best calamari. 
The best calamari. Oh, it's I I get it from the store. Oh, Freshly man. squeezed. Well, broomheads, we hope you're happy. This is back for all of you to hear. We're happy to mm-hmm. bring it to you all. It's the funnest one that we do. <clears throat> Least stress, you know. You don't have to watch the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Write notes. But we'll be back in two weeks mm-hmm. with a new episode of Thong Girl, Wrong Girl. Mm-hmm. Follow us at Instagram at SparkleSpaz28. You can uh, go to the Facebook at the Degrassi Every Episode Every Marathon Podcast. There's also a Facebook group, which you should go on because you can tell us all the things we say wrong on the episode, which is fun. And then everybody talks and hangs out. It's a good time. I think it's mm-hmm. good. What else we got, Rachel? You can email us at every episode ver at gmail.com. We answer all of your emails. We do. And most importantly, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash deem if you want to support the podcast. Please do. The Patreon, you get bonus audio and we hang out once a month. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we listen, we're watching Instant Star probably this year, mm-hmm. this month. So if you want to catch up this on year. Instant Star this year. Jump on there. We're hanging out. It's a whole separate show, the Instant Star Show. Mm-hmm, All of the mm-hmm. jokes of the characters that you hear on this show, they're not even on the Instant Star Show. Mm-hmm. It's different characters, like um, uh, Jude Harrison, for example, mm-hmm. and her father and her sister Sadie Harrison. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we talk about all of those characters. It's great. So <laughs> we'll be over there hanging out. You'll be over here hanging out. And that's the thing. So Tim Robbins wanted me to let you guys know you're great. And we love you. Sorry for spoiling the end of Mystic River. And we'll see you all for season eight. Bye, broomheads and dope monkeys.